Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Medical diagnostic errors are a costly and sometimes fatal issue causing an estimated 40 to 80,000 deaths every year and leading to billions of dollars in lost revenue. Joining me today is Dr. Art Papier, dermatologist and visual DEX CEO and co-founder to discuss why misdiagnosis costs the healthcare industry billions of dollars every year and what can be done about it. Dr. Papier, welcome to the show. Mike, thanks so much for having me today. We're really looking forward to your perspectives here on this particular issue because it is so widespread. And as I just mentioned, uh, misdiagnosis really does cost the healthcare system billions of dollars every year. Can you break that down for us by explaining why uh, this is so widespread and how it translates into lost revenue? Sure, Mike. Diagnosis is actually very difficult. Uh, patients can come into the emergency department or their primary care practice complaining of over 500 different complaints. They could say, Doc, I have chest pain, Doc, I'm dizzy, I have a headache, I have a rash. And it's the job of that clinician, that professional, to take a history, do a physical exam, assess the patient, and come up with a preliminary differential diagnosis. That actually is very difficult when you have different patients coming every 20 minutes, unscheduled visits in the ER. And so we rely on mental shortcuts that are called heuristics that allow us to make these snap judgments. And sometimes we get it wrong. And pretty much it's widespread and it's um, not in the spotlight of quality and safety until the last five or 10 years. The National Academy of Sciences ran a report called Improving Diagnosis in Healthcare in 2015. This is a multi-million dollar, 18-month study of the National Academy of Sciences where, as you noted in your introduction, 40 to 80,000 people are dying each year from diagnostic errors. 10 to 20% of all visits are thought to have a diagnostic error. Now, some of those errors don't move result in harm, but many do. And literally hundreds of billions of dollars are wasted every year in American healthcare on diagnostic related mistakes. It certainly is a widespread issue. One way that providers look to reduce misdiagnosis is through clinical decision support solutions. Can you walk us through the types of solutions that are available and what the costs benefit, uh, cost benefit is of, of each of these types of tools? Great, great question, Mike. Uh, clinical decision support is the idea that we can augment decisions with information in the exam room. So when I was in medical school, years ago, there were no computers, there were no smartphones, and you basically memorized and try to hold it in your brain. As you know, there's really too much to memorize. So the idea is that we use computer-based information, whether it's on the desktop, integrated into the electronic health record, or on the smartphone, to augment our decisions. 
And so in this category of clinical decision support, there's a subcategory, diagnostic clinical decision support. And the idea of diagnostic clinical decision support is that rather than searching by the disease that you think the patient has, you can also alternatively search by their factors, meaning their symptoms, their labs, other clues that help you figure out the diagnosis. So this is a space that I've dedicated my career to, and we've spent the last uh, 30 years thinking about how do we improve diagnosis at the point of care, particularly for the generalists and the ER doctors. And what we arrived at is that we not only have to support the analytical thinking that the brain does, but we also have to support pattern recognition. Because not all problem solving is just thinking with words. Sometimes you can see something with your patient, and if you knew what that pattern was, you could diagnose immediately. So clinical decision support has a subcategory of diagnostic clinical decision support. And these tools, these information tools, can uh, provide a lot of power in that exam room, particularly for primary care and emergency physicians. Many healthcare systems are now relying on nurse practitioners and physicians assistants who have had very little clinical exposure in their training. So we have to do a better job of augmenting decisions with those providers as well. And visual and knowledge-based tech, um, they have some inherent advantages. Can you uh, talk, us about, talk to us about these types of tools and, and how, they, uh, how they bring a benefit to, um, to reducing misdiagnosis? Yeah, so, you know, I'm a dermatologist, and most people equate dermatology with uh, skin cancer or acne or psoriasis, common diseases you've heard of. But really what we do in dermatology is we recognize patterns, and uh, very serious infectious diseases, drug reactions, immunologic disease can first present uh, with a skin rash. And so as a concrete example, uh, Lyme disease, which is an infectious disease, might first be noticed because of its bullseye-shaped rash. Alternatively, it might not be, frankly, a bullseye, but a patient who has had Lyme disease spread in their blood might have multiple pink spots. And so that knowledge is hard to do with just words. And so what we've de developed is a diagnostic decision support system called Visual DX. It's now uh, in the marketplace for over 20 years, grown to be used in over 2,300 hospitals and clinics, and now 100 medical, more than 100 medical schools are teaching with it. And the idea is that you can search by clues, and you can see visual representations. Now, not every diagnosis has a rash. So what we've done is we've created a diagrammatic view of internal diseases so that you can quickly recognize the patterns. And by this, I mean that you could alternatively put a book online and expect a busy doctor to try to read a book online while the patient's in the exam room, but there's not enough time. So what we've done is we've distilled diagnoses down to these graphics that allow you to see the key symptom findings uh, of the disease. And then you're able to rapidly compare the diseases. So we've been focused on delivering information in the exam room in under one minute. That's really been our charge. And we now are covering 
every chief complaint, over 3,000 diagnoses, and have amazing stories from um, professionals, not just in the U.S., but from around the world that are using the system. So how can providers begin to implement these types of tools? Where do you get started, and how does it practically play out? Well, it, it depends if you're part of a large health system and you're, you're relying on their electronic health record and the IT services of that hospital system. Or if you're in a small rural clinic and you, the way you take charge is just buy yourself a tool and put it on your phone, on your desktop. And with Visual DX, you can do either. You can license it as an individual, as a yearly subscription, or you can uh, license it through your health system and encourage your uh, IT department and your CFO to engage with these tools. And this is so important because the there's real cost to diagnostic error. Obviously, the horrific cost is injury to people uh, and the, the harm that we can do to people by missing the diagnosis. But really importantly, hospital systems don't realize how much money they're losing each year because of diagnostic error. As an example, uh, patients that are admitted with a diagnostic error and sitting in the hospital for no reason are taking up a bed that could be used for an important surgery. So most hospitals today are flooded with patients, and we really cannot have inappropriate admissions. Yet we tolerate having these patients sitting there that have the wrong diagnosis. So one of the areas that I've been focused on in, in the work that we do uh, at Visual DX is we think about this problem of patients with soft tissue infections. Uh, the common term is called cellulitis. So for the non-physicians on, on the podcast, you know, you get a cut or break in your skin, say on your foot, and bacteria gets in, and then you get infection tracking up your leg. It can go into the lymphatics and eventually the bloodstream and cause you to have bacterial sepsis. So if you have a red leg, often physicians are concerned that that red leg is early cellulitis. And if the physician believes the patient has cellulitis, they often admit the patient for IV antibiotics. So over a half a million patients are admitted every year in the United States for cellulitis. And the research shows that 30% of patients admitted for cellulitis do not have cellulitis and do not need to be admitted. So it's over 100,000 admissions with a DRG of probably around $10,000. So over a billion dollars is wasted in this country on the cost of admissions for a disease that patients don't have. And so the reasons uh, this happens is something called premature closure. So the clinician sees the red leg and a common cause is cellulitis, but there are other reasons to have a red lower leg. And they jump to that first conclusion of cellulitis without thinking of the other possibilities or being unaware of the other diagnoses. Tremendous cost um, to the hospital system and a waste of resource, a waste of uh, beds that we need. The other dynamic here that's really important to talk about is liability risk and malpractice risk. The Medical liability insurers know that the number one reason to be sued in the ambulatory environment in the ER is diagnostic error. 
most people think it's wrong site surgery. You know, the surgeon took out the wrong kidney or amputated the wrong leg or uh, the patient was given the wrong dose of the medication. But that's not the leading cause. The leading cause is diagnostic mistakes like I'm describing. So the, the malpractice insurers are engaged with this and participating in in an annual meeting that's called the Diagnostic Errors in Medicine meeting, where for over a decade, we've been trying to figure out what are the techniques to reduce diagnostic error. One of the leading liability insurers, Covaris, uh, which is a Boston-based malpractice liability insurer, has certified the use of Visual DX or CME, and they actually provide a discount on the liability insurance for the clinicians that are using Visual DX and insured by them. And so this is really a breakthrough innovation where a liability insurer is saying that diagnostic errors is a huge problem and we have to do things to reduce diagnostic error, such as supporting better information in the exam room at the time that the doctor's thinking through the problem. If someone wanted to find out more about you or Visual DX, where can they go? Well, there's um, www.visualdx.com, and there's a wealth of information from all the different perspectives, whether you're uh, a solo practitioner or your medical school or your hospital system, Individual uh, providers can purchase Visual DX as a subscription through the uh, iOS Apple App Store, or they can purchase it through Google Play, or they can contest us through visualdx.com. And so Visual DX, um, as I said, is growing and really approaching this problem in a unique way in that prior efforts were really focused on just words. And I think people have realized, uh, look at the success of Instagram, so much more popular than Facebook now, I believe, in the sense that at least among young people, everybody's using Instagram and it's really about images. And, you know, part of our brain is to think, we think visually and, Pattern recognition can be near instantaneous and often very, very efficient. So this blending of a technology solution to handle both analytical thinking and pattern recognition is really what we're doing uniquely uh, with Visual DX. Dr. Art Papier, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thanks for having me. This is great. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.